What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Fall Damage Central podcast. Uh, I'm the Mighty Bildo, and with, with me every single week, Old School Legend. What's up, Old School? Yo, yo, yo. Man, it is Friday. No, today is Friday, actually. We're not, we're not releasing <laughs> this on Friday. This is a late yeah. episode. I forgot. Um, so it's the weekend of you know December 15th through the 17th. I don't know exactly when this is going to come out, but... Um, we got a lot of stuff to talk about this week. Thank God, because last episode, I think we were kind of scrounging a little bit. Um, yeah, we were uh, we were definitely struggling. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, but we're coming into the Christmas season, right? And I asked you a few weeks ago if you were a Christmas tree up before Thanksgiving guy or after Thanksgiving guy. Um, but now I got a question about christmas itself what was your favorite christmas gift of all time like from a kid to an adult whatever so i got two one when i was a kid i got a super nintendo one year and Uh at this point the super nintendo had been out for quite some time i had been wanting one for a very probably been out maybe like three years at this point i've been wanting one pretty much like since its inception. So all three years that it's been out, I wanted one, but we just, my my family didn't have money like that. So I had an original Nintendo and my parents were like, well, you already have a Nintendo. Why do you need a super Nintendo? Cause you know, (laughs) parents just don't understand. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Yeah. So one year, man. Yeah. I got, I got surprised with it and uh, it was, it was incredible. I I remember it like it was yesterday, man. I was in tears because I was so happy. Um, and then when me and the wife first started dating, I think it might've been our third year together or second year, she got me a copy of DJ hero on the PS three, but it's not just DJ hero. She got me the DJ hero renegade edition. So it came with this turntable, like, well, all the DJ heroes came with turntables, but it came with the turntable inside this like turntable case. So it looks like this big professional actual like turntable case and it had, it had two CDs in it. One of them was an Eminem CD and the other one was a Jay-Z CD. And it was just like random hits that, well, I shouldn't say random hits, but random songs that like we didn't hear about yet. And it was just these two CDs that were on there. So I was really excited about the CDs because I'm a a big Jay-Z fan. Really? Um, Yeah. Yeah. So that was that was really dope because when we first started dating, you know, we, we weren't as, I guess, fiscally responsible uh-huh. as we are now. Yeah. Um, so that, that DJ hero was, it was expensive, man. I, it was, I think it was probably about like 200 and 250 bucks Damn. around there. Yeah. And she, uh, she got that bad boy for me. So. That is sick, man. I didn't know they had an addition like that. And I guess Renegade Edition because Eminem and Jay Z made the song Renegade, so that that would make yep. sense there. That is sick. I didn't even know that existed. Do you still yep, have st- it? Yep, absolutely. I, that's one thing I'll never get rid of. And as we moved, she was like, "You, you haven't touched that thing in years." And I'm like, <laughs> "I, I just, I can't. Yeah, it, it's coming with me everywhere I go. Yeah, even I, I, I'll, I'll open it and I'll mess around with it once in a while, but." that's one of those things that I'm just never going to get rid of. Cause it just has like so much sentimental value to me. That's awesome. That's got to make her happy too. 
I mean, maybe. I, I, I think she could. It's she, like, oh, I knocked she, it out of the park with that one. Yeah, yeah. I think she could go either way, though. I think yeah, she, she already told me. She's like, listen, I'm okay if you get rid of it. But I don't I don't want to get rid of it, though, because I think that's, to me, that's one of those things that's going to be years down the line. You're going to be like, man, remember Rock Band, the drum yeah. set, all that other stuff? This is all stuff that you can't really find anywhere anymore. Yep. You check on eBay, and it's it's actually pretty expensive. Once upon a time, you would go into a GameStop or your local game store, and they were damn near giving the shit away because mm-hmm. nobody wanted it. Yeah. But now we're we're getting into an era where people are like, man, I, I used to play rock band or Guitar Hero back in college. Let me try to pick that bad boy up again. And then you get somebody who fires up the PS3 or the Xbox 360 and, oh, I don't have a guitar to play this. Let me try to get one. And, yeah. you know, eBay is your choice. God, yeah, I, I recently tried picking up the uh, Guitar Hero games two and three because those are the ones I played the most of. And I realized the Xbox Series X won't play it. I guess it's uh, a licensing issue with the music, whatever on it. But yeah, mm-hmm. I was pretty pissed off when I realized that. Yeah, it's lame. So what about you, man? What What are some of your Christmas memories? My favorite gift I've ever received. I also have two. The first one being uh my nintendo 64 back Mm. in 96 it released and my dad went and stood in line all night long for it pretty much i don't know what store it was but uh he he tells me about it pretty frequently so i don't forget but uh (laughs) uh he went and stood in line for it he got uh mario 64 which is um my favorite game of all time from our top 10 video games list from a couple months ago um and I, that's probably my favorite system of all time as well. And then my second one would be my PS2. Uh, I got that the same year it released. Same thing. Dad stood in line like all night long for it. And I remember playing Orphan uh, something of sorcery. I forget what it's called. Um, and I played the crap out of that game. It's probably... From what I've seen online, it's not a very highly rated game, but I remember I got that the release day or Christmas morning when I opened my PS2. I got that with it and I played the crap out of it for a few months and I don't have it anymore. I don't know where it is. So I can't every time I go into a game store and I I kind of look for it, I don't really want to buy it online. I don't really want it that badly. But every time I go in like game stores, I look for it to see if they have it for like five, ten bucks or something. I'm going to pick it up again. But yeah, uh, N64, PS2, baby. So let me ask you this. When you opened your N64, were you like that N64 kid? <laughs> Nintendo 64! <laughs> I was I was pretty excited from what I remember, but I was not like that kid. <laughs> I was just like, oh, dang, okay. I was pretty stoked, but I was not f- doing backflips. Anybody listening, if you haven't seen... Or know what we're talking about with the N64 kid. Do yourself a favor, check it out on YouTube. Just type in N64 kid, and you'll <laughs> you'll see it pop up definitely. And it's to be honest, man, it's probably not as funny as it is today. But back when we first saw that meme, maybe what 12, 13 years ago. Oh, there it is. <laughs> there it is. <laughs> Next to his six, sister, N64. <laughs> That kid is stoked. Yeah. I wonder if he still has that console to this day. Yeah, I hope right? he does. I wonder if he's a collector. 
man. <laughs> what if what if he what if he is? What if this guy is like one of these uh, YouTubers that has like one of these uh, giant collections? You know, like a complete US N64 collection. Dude, that would be pretty epic. I don't know. I would think that would come out though. He like there would be something in the comments that says, "Oh, this oh, the comments are turned off on this one." I don't know. That's sick. Um but we've had there was a big couple of weeks with uh, the game awards and everything this week. So I figured we'll go we'll go over we we made a bet. I don't know if you remember, but a few weeks ago we made a bet on the what the best fighting game would be. You said mm-hmm. uh, Street Fighter Six. I said Mortal Kombat One. Me not knowing anything about fighting games, I just figured it'd be the biggest, uh, best one. I don't know. <clears throat> but you won. You won that. It was Street Fighter Six was the best fighting game. Oh, nice. Um, nice. Just to scroll through the list quickly here. There's Baldur's Gate player uh, best player voice. Baldur's Gate three one. Uh, best adaptation, Last of Us. Uh, okay, yeah, for the TV show, Last of Us, not necessarily the game. Most anticipated game, Final Fantasy VII Rebirth. Um, I'm not gonna name all these, all the like esports and stuff. I don't really care about. Yeah. Um, best multiplayer game, Baldur's Gate Three. I didn't even know Baldur's Gate Three was a multiplayer game to begin with. Pikmin Four, yeah. best strategy. Forza Motorsport, best racing, best family game, Super Mario Bros. Wonder. That's a great game. And there it is. Best fighting game, Street Fighter VI. Best RPG, Baldur's Gate 3, Legend of Zelda, Tears of the Kingdom, best action adventure game. Armor Core 6, best action game. Have you played Armor Core 6? No, I'm actually not a big mech fan, but I do want to play that one because um, I'm a big, you know, from soft guy, so... They made Armored Core, yeah. so I, I think that's gonna that's gonna be one I pick up when when it hits like that twenty dollar price point. Yeah, I'll probably try that out too. Um, mobile games, screw mobile games. Best ongoing game, Cyberpunk twenty seventy seven. Yes, sir. That's I was your... very happy about that. Yeah. So, little side note here. Um, we're going to have to redo our top 10 best games of all times, or favorite oh. games, I should say, of all times, because Cyberpunk 2077 has crept up into not only the top 10, but I'd say the top five. Whoa, really? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, man. I mean, you, you've you played through it multiple times just in the last six months, I think. Um yeah. Yeah, and it's oh man, it, it's insane, really, because I'm not tired of it. Um, it's it's literally the same story over and over. But every time I play it, I find something new. Like I, I find something more to add to the lore, and just man, really, really good. Um, I, I I know I showed you that copy. I got like the uh, the regular physical copy on the Xbox. Uh-huh. Uh, I, I have it on the PS4, and I did the upgrade. You know, there's a free upgrade for the PS5, or if you have the Xbox One version, you get a free upgrade to the Series X uh, version. So I had bought that physical copy, but then like right afterward, they came out with like that Ultimate Edition. Yeah. So it's got the the next gen versions of it in addition to um, the Phantom Liberty DLC on it. 
And I, I got to say, man, <laughs> I ended up buying the, uh, the ultimate edition as well. <laughs> so, <laughs> but I, so I bought it digitally on the Xbox. And the reason I bought it digitally is because upstairs in my game room, I could play it on the series X downstairs in the living room, my series S so I could play it on my series S if I'm downstairs. Yeah. So it's, I could just switch between back and forth and be okay with that. That's pretty sick. So you bought the ultimate edition digitally. Yeah. Yeah. And, and they actually, uh, the Xbox store has it on sale right now. I think it's like 53 99. So normally I think it's like 60 bucks or 70 bucks or something. So I decided to just go ahead and jump on that. That's not bad for all the content you're getting. And I, I never in a million years would think I would say that about twin uh, cyberpunk when it released in such a horrible state. Yeah. And they, uh, they actually did another update. So now the big update was 2.0. Mm-hmm. They just did another big update, which is 2.1. And they added more features to it, which just really, it just really, yeah, it really adds to the depth of the game. So now you pretty much, you have like a type of like iPod MP3 player, whatever the hell. So the music that you listen to in your car, you can pretty much listen to anywhere now because you carry oh. that like music thing on you. So it's it's pretty badass, man. It, that's pretty cool. That um, makes sense. They added there's a metro system in the game. Like you, there's like a train you see like going by occasionally. Mm-hmm. They set it up now to where you could actually ride that train, so you could <laughs> use that as transportation to like one part of the city to the other. Is it like fast travel? Uh. I, it could be fast travel, but if you get on there, like it's just it's like a cinematic view. You you kind of know like when you play like a like Grand Theft Auto, yeah. they have like that cinematic view when you're driving and stuff like that. Yeah. So that's what this is. You just pop in there and you're on that train. You can sit down. It's not there's really not much going on. It's just pretty cool that they added that metro system in there. So instead of having to drive all the way across that town, if you find a a metro station, you could just pop in there and hop in that train and just listen to some music and enjoy the the sights of night city yeah that's pretty sick and there's a lot of sights in there too i um from playing it that i've seen that it's just a phenomenal like atmosphere that they created for that whole thing yeah yeah really good game man game of the year bowlers gate three wins it man Which, which is fine, fine for me. I, I don't. I'm not mad at it. I mean, I personally would have picked Tears of the Kingdom, but it is yeah, what it is. yeah. And I, I, on that list, the only the only one that I have played was Tears of the Kingdom. So for me, it was going to be Tears of the Kingdom. Um, with as many awards as Boulder Gate Boulder's Gate Three has won, I think I might actually end up checking it out. Yeah, because you I've, should. I'd be I'd be curious what you think about it. So I, I spoke to one of my buddies and the, the biggest thing that, that turned me off about even like trying out Boulder's Gate is that whole like dice system they have, that like dice yeah. mechanic they have in the game. I'm just kind of like, ah, that that just doesn't appeal to me. But according to him, it's not annoying and it works really well, like with the function of the game. So I'm like, mm. yeah, right, I didn't I didn't I'll think love. it was annoying myself. Um and I'm I'm new to the whole super RPG thing. I, I said it before. My brain is too small for a game that's that size. Um, <laughs> but the dice rolling thing was not a big deal for me. I actually found it kind of fun in some parts of that I did play. Yeah. 
So maybe uh, 2024 holds a uh, BG3 playthrough for me. Yeah, yeah. I'd be curious your thoughts on it, your first impressions, your review, all that stuff. Um. So what's what we got next? I I know we got so uh, on the game game awards thing. Um, there's a couple games. I got a bunch of trailers pulled up here, but only like two or three kind of sparked my interest. Um, but first of all, Visions of Mana. I know you're a big uh Mana series guy right trials of mana secret of mana all that stuff what do you think about this trailer here i so this was one of the ones that i got really excited about saw this super excited um the art style i think is going to be gorgeous like Mm -hmm. i mean just look at that man that that looks really really nice big fan of the mana series so i'm glad we got a new introduction into we get we got a new title coming out um is this going to be a day one purchase? Probably not, but I'll definitely check it out at some point. But I am excited that they're getting the ball rolling back with the Mana series. Yeah, I, I thought it looked phenomenal too, and I've complete noob when it comes to the Mana series. I never played any of them, but I thought it looked amazing. And I, as soon as I saw it, I thought of you instantly. I'm like, oh, sh- oh man, uh, old school's probably going to like that. Yeah, um, very pleased with this. Do you so do you have one that you're like besides this one like oh man that looks interesting I'd like to see, um, see more of that there there is a few man there was a there was a, f- a few that popped out so um the first one that pops into my head is that Jurassic Park survive yep 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 so i i don't know if anybody's ever played uh, alien isolation that game is creepy and scary as all hell and it's great it is such a good game. So from from what it seems to me, based on the trailer, this is going to be similar to Alien Isolation, except you're in Jurassic Park yep. and you got the T-Rex chasing you. And I mean, I love the original Jurassic Park movie. One of my favorites, probably yep. my top five all time movies. Um, so very excited about this. I, You know, I'm curious to see more. I want to see where they're going with it. I want to see if it really is going to be like that alien isolation type game, but with the dinosaurs. So hopefully we hear more coming up soon rather than later. Was that was alien isolation? I've never played it. Well, was that like a survival type game? Like, uh, yep. What, what does survival game mean to you? Like, is that like scavenging for food and stuff and trying to keep your health up with food and, uh, finding shelter during storms or whatever? So not not necessarily like with the food. I know there's some games that they have that mechanic in there. Um, you know, I I realize, you know, video games are for entertainment, but I still want it to, to act like a video game. I don't want to do I don't want to have to do like real life stuff like, hey, you know, make sure you're eating like every like in game hour or something like that, like take medicine so you're not getting sick. I don't want to worry about that kind of stuff, but I do want it to kind of to be like that survival like type thing where I'm in the jungle, I'm in a building, like I got to sneak around that kind of stuff. Yeah. You know, they to got me, me, that's what survival is. They got me a Khalifa to play. The main <laughs> I saw that. I was like, Oh, okay. I like it. I like it. Uh, don't Google that kids. Uh, 
but yeah, uh, that was one that I'm excited for too. Honestly, being a huge fan of the Jurassic Park movies and stuff, I'm very interested to see how that one goes. So the other, um, and this is kind of cheating because it's not just one. So Sega Gen or Sega is coming out with like their, I guess like their Sega classics, like mm-hmm. re- remastered classics or whatever. So they're coming out with Jet Set Radio, freaking love, Shinobi, Crazy Taxi, Golden Axe, and Streets of Rage. Uh, I think these are all coming out sometime next year. I think between 2024 and 2025. And these look to be all just like remastered titles of these games. So modern graphics, frame rate, all that stuff. Super excited about that. Yeah, like... Are these, is this going to be released in like one compilation or is it going to be single individual games like uh, follow? And you might have just said it and I completely miss it trying to pull this trailer up, but are they going to be sequels to the original games or just remasters? No, they're going to be remasters. Um, Um, I don't know if they're going to release them one game at a time or if they're going to release a compilation. I I would imagine they're probably going to start off with like releasing them one at a time and then eventually probably just come out with some type of compilation disc with all of them on there. Mm-hmm. Cause so from what I was reading is that um, there's going to be even more titles they're going to be working on. So these are just like the first few that they're doing right now that they're ready to show. Yeah. It looks sick, man. Like, See that? Okay, so it, it does make sense. You said it was remastered. I was going to say, that looks so good to be just like a port. But if they're remastered, then that's great. You think You think if uh, Sega sees enough success with all bringing all these games back in the next 10 years, they might try another system? Uh, probably not. I, I think they're definitely out of the system game. But as far as like their old IPs from like the Genesis, the Master System, the Saturn, the Dreamcast, I I think they have money right there, man. Release yeah. like some remaster compilations and let's let's get it going. You know, if they came out with like some type of like Dreamcast, like and, and honestly, like for me personally, I don't even need it to be remastered, dude. I just need some type of like Dreamcast compilation. Yeah, they could fit th- those Dreamcast games were on CDs, man. Imagine how many of those you could fit on a dual layer Blu-ray now. Oh yeah. Get give me a compilation disc, man, with like twenty or thirty of them Dreamcast titles. Dude, 70 bucks. Take my money. You wonder you think this is why they never did a Dreamcast mini, like they did a Genesis mini? Because they're just planning on re-releasing all these games. You know, I don't know. And I, I think that there might be a little bit more logistically that they can't do. With as far as like a a Dreamcast Mini goes, emulation has come a very a very far a long a long way. Um, so I know like the new Raspberry Pis that that are out like five, the emulation on them is freaking great. So I don't know if there's some type of like single board computer that they could make, mm-hmm. they could program a Dreamcast or something on there and release it like that because I'd be happy with that too. And yeah. I think that was the uh, I think that was the hang up with Nintendo. And the Nintendo 64, because um, I, I read a while back and I don't I don't know how true any of this was, but Nintendo was looking to release a uh, a Nintendo 64 mini in addition to like a GameCube mini. But for like whatever was going on, they couldn't get like the right software emulation 
for the Nintendo 64. They just couldn't get it right. That's why it's never been released. Uh, yeah, I love and, the uh, mini consoles. Yeah, for sure. So Nintendo 64 is notorious for being one of the harder ones to emulate just because of the the polygons and the 3D graphics and stuff. So a lot of times, you know, there are emulators. If you have a high-end computer, man, you could run you could run some good N64 pretty mm-hmm. clean and at a, at a high frame rate. But as far as like the the older Raspberry Pis and stuff, man, I mean, some of the games would run, but you're looking at like 10, 15 frames per second. Nice. So it the, the game is pretty much unplayable. Gross. In, in an age where you're getting like 120 frames per second on the current gen consoles and stuff. Ugh. Damn, Damn man. Ugh. Um, so going back, uh, Senua Saga Hellblade 2. Mm-hmm. They, they finally uh, they showed a little bit more of that. Super excited about that one. Um, Brothers, a, Tales of Two, a Tale of Two Sons remake. That's that's a really good game. So I'm I'm happy to see that remake come through. Uh, I'll, I'll I'll probably pick that up eventually at some point. Um, the biggest one for me was that uh, God of War Ragnarok DLC. Yes, that, dude, that came out of left field. Yeah, and they announced it was free. It's it's currently oh, yeah. out right now. I haven't downloaded it yet, so I'm hoping I'm hoping this weekend to get my uh, my hands on it. Yeah, I got to do that. Um. I haven't downloaded it either, but apparently I've just heard little things about it, but it's like a, um, is it essentially like a horde mode almost? Uh, it, it's a roguelike. So if you're played Returnal, have okay. you played Returnal? Yeah. So yeah, it, it's similar to that. So you play until you die and then you start over, you get new power-ups right. and everything, and then you just kind of keep going. Dude, that sounds sick. Yeah. I, I might have to so, download that this weekend. Definitely excited to try that out. Um, one of the other games that stood out that they showed, and this is going to be an Xbox exclusive, and that is Marvel's Blade. Ah, uh, yep, yep. So I I kind of got mixed feelings about this because the studio that's doing this is uh, Arcane Leon. Yep. And they're the ones who made the Dishonored games, which I like. I think those games are really good. Um they did the Prey remake. I haven't played that one yet, so I can't speak on it. Deathloop, they did. Deathloop is very boring. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's just super repetitive and just, I, I didn't like Deathloop at all. And then they did Redfall also. And, you know, you, you heard all the horror stories about Redfall when it launched and everything. But yep. their games have this very particular art style. And you, as you can see here in the trailer that's pulled up, um, it's... Not not quite cell shaded, not quite cartoony, but it's it's a def it's definitely a type of style. Yeah. And I think and the game is definitely gonna be in that type of style. I just don't necessarily know if it's gonna work for a blade game. Yeah, I, I'd love to see this game be some kind of action uh action adventure game that you're just hacking and slashing z- vampires like crazy. Um yeah. But one thing that kind of pisses me off that a few people have talked about is this was like their announcement trailer. Like this is in development. So we're probably not going to see this game until like late 2025, maybe 2026, if I had to guess. Yeah. So this is one of those, oh, we're going to announce this and it's not going to come out for another three, four, five years. Mm -hmm. 
that kind of pissed so, me off. The other thing I'm a little nervous about with this game is it's it's going to draw the comparisons to Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. Oh, well, in Spider-Man, you can do this. Spider-Man that. Spider-Man, blah, 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 blah. And there's a good possibility by the time this game comes out. Remember, I think it was last year, the year before at the Game Awards, they showed off um, Naughty... Was it Naughty Dog? Who, who does Spider-Man on the, uh, on the PS5? It's Insomniac. Yep. Insomniac is making a Wolverine game. Yep. So if this game releases and, you know, that Wolverine game releases, I'm assuming that Wolverine game is going to be similar to, it's going to be closer to the way Spider-Man plays than Blade is going to be played by like Spider-Man. So I don't want to see this game get like, just get tossed by the wayside. Cause I'm, I'm a big Blade fan. Um, mm-hmm. I'm a big Marvel fan. So I think this is, this is kind of a big deal. So I hope, I really hope it gets like the respect that it should get. And I hope the game itself is actually really good. Yeah, I hope so too. Um, I hope and like with this game, I know Insomniac's not doing this game, but with this game and Wolverine, I hope they take, uh, it's a different combat system than Spider-Man. They don't just implement the same system into Wolverine. And this is a whole different, doing blade is a whole different uh company in arcane so i would think it'd be completely different but i don't want to see that same repetitive combat like in the two spider-man games yeah have you ever played uh x-men origins the wolverine game um you know i have it and i if i did play it it was so many years ago i don't remember it so that game it it plays kind of similar to the way Spider-Man does like kind of like that button mashing and stuff. Uh-huh. What was good about that though, were there were different button combinations that you, that you had to do in order to pull off some of the special moves. So I think like you would hold like on the Xbox, you would hold like the right trigger and hit Y and he would do like some sort of spinning attack or hold the right trigger and press X and he would do some sort of spinning attack. Um, that combat was really fun. So I kind of, I kind of hope that new Wolverine game that comes out maybe takes from that mm-hmm. rather than the, the whole Spider-Man like, Oh, okay. I got like the little icon above my head. Let me go ahead and dodge. And yeah, you know, yeah. Um, did you see anything on this black myth Wukong Wukong game? I, I didn't really pay too much attention to it. So I, I got to be honest, man. I kind of, my, my focus on the, the game awards kind of kept going in and out. Mm. And it was just, I don't know. It, to me, it didn't feel like a cohesive show. So it didn't have my full attention at all times. There was, to me, in my opinion, I thought there was a lot of stuff that got shown. And I just, I didn't have any interest in it. Uh, I, I, th- I think it's cool that they, they had a lot of, footage to show but i think it kind of bloated the show a bit mm-hmm. so a lot like a lot of the newer trailers i just kind of i kind of tuned out because i'm just like man can i can i get something that like i really really like yeah. so the award started off the first thing they showed man was uh that god award dlc yeah so it was boom let's go <laughs> and then it was just like downhill from there yeah, well, I bring this game up because, in my opinion, this looks so much like Elden Ring, 
like with the art style and like the bosses you're fighting here, I feel like this has Elden Ring and I guess uh, Dark Souls written all over it. So I figured you might kind of like this type of thing. Yeah, I think this is this is supposed to be a, a similar like Souls like game. So the uh, the Neo series N I O H uh-huh. or Nio, I'm not I'm not sure how you pronounce it. That's kind of like a souls like game too. And that's done by Ninja theory. Um, so like their environments are pretty dark and stuff, but this kind of looks like, um, man, what is that other one that they did? Um, Sekiro. Yeah. Sekiro. You're like the samurai. And I, I actually couldn't really get into that one. I, I don't know what it was, but I normally love the from soft games. That one. I just, it just didn't do it for me, but mm-hmm. I, I, I promised one of my other friends that I was going to go back and play through it because he swears it's freaking an amazing game. And, <laughs> you know, so I was like, all right, I'll, let, me, let me go ahead and check that out. Yeah. But um, there was another game that released last year and it was called uh, Woe Long uh, Dynasty something. Uh huh. So that's another game similar to Neo or Nio that's similar to the Souls type games. So I kind of I kind of feel like this game is similar to Woe Long. I could be wrong though cuz I haven't played Woe Long. I've just seen the trailers and some gameplay footage from it, but they both look kind of similar to me. Yeah, I know I know the the character you play as in this, I don't know his name or anything, but you're like some kind of monkey king whatever. I know he there's multiple games with him in it. So I don't think this is the first game that we're seeing of him so that other whoa long game I, i've never even heard of it but is that the same main character that's in this one like the monkey guy running uh, around i i don't know i don't know to be honest let me uh let me try to pull that up real quick let's see long okay i don't even know how to spell it just go oh, whoa long right here yep whoa long fallen destiny team ninja It definitely looks similar in the art style and everything. Team Ninja, yep. Oh, no, you're not that monkey guy. You're some samurai jumping around, slaying beasts. Yeah, so this looks like this is probably more in line with uh, Sekiro than Mm -hmm. uh, that one we just looked at. But I'd like to check this out. I just, I'm not trying to pay, uh, not trying to pay that much money for it, you know? Yeah, no, I get it. Um, I had two more on my list that kind of piqued my interest a little bit. This um, Light No Fire from the makers of No Man's Sky. It's supposedly like an actual open world game. You're not flying planet to planet, but the planet you're on, you can go literally anywhere there. It's like an entire planet that you can explore. And uh, I don't know exactly. This is an announcement trailer, so I'm not exactly sure what you're trying, what the focus of the game is going to be. But they did say you can go anywhere, build anything. Uh, looks from the trailer here, you're building houses, you're harvesting materials from the trees and stuff, flying around on big ass birds. Um, 
it looks really cool and i'd be i'm really interested to try it out but i'm scared that it's going to end up like another no man's sky at release where it's going to be a buggy mess not going to work um but after no man's sky like it's in a great position now there is a great game now it's just mm-hmm. it took a long road to get there but i think this yeah. is one of those games that uh you're going to jump into and just be there for days just trying to explore the entire thing yeah so for me uh this didn't really hit for me i just kind of like i saw it and i was like oh okay i guess that's that's kind of cool um but you don't like pretty much man-sized rabbits (laughs) (laughs) i uh a lot of the stuff they showed man it just it it didn't hit like that for me so i'm not like right now, like I'm not really 2024. Like there's, there's not much that I see coming out in the hey, near future that I'm like, don't, oh. don't spoil our end of year show. Don't spoil it. Uh, uh, <laughs> zip it. <laughs> zip it. Uh, so the last thing I had, the last thing is this extremely strange Kojima game that they showed off. That's just yeah, man. talking at the camera and screaming or something. So this is a uh, OD and I don't, it was very, it was weird. Like uh, Kojima came out. Right. And you know, he's, he's given his spiel, his translator is going through whatever. And then all of a sudden uh, Jeff Keeley's like, Oh, wait, 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 uh, there, 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 there's somebody else coming through the door. Who, who <laughs> is it? And it's Jordan Peele. And yeah. to me, in my opinion, I thought he looked super awkward. I think he was just kind of like, what, what am I doing here? Like, what, what is this? Yeah. So they, they started talking about the game a little bit. And so the game is OD it's called OD. And I guess the best way to describe it, what they described is like a cross between a game and a movie. And Mm -hmm. it's like, it's called surreal horror, not survival horror. So I'm, my interest is peaked on this. I want to see what's going on, but I don't want to get too excited because it was the same thing. Like when PT got shown, I was like, oh man, PT, this game looks ridiculous. PT, and suppose, what, what was PT? so it was, it was supposed like, supposedly the whole thing was this, there was this demo called PT and they called it like it was like uh, acronym for like playable trailer, playable teaser, something like that. And this was supposed to be um, the intro to silent Hills. And Norman Reedus was actually the, uh, the character in that game. So PT, you go through this house, there's like a ghost behind you. It's super creepy, super scary. Awesome as all hell. And then Kojima left Konami. They had their fallout or whatever. And then it just got pulled from everywhere, man. Couldn't download it anymore, whatever. So now like you could go on eBay and they, people sell PS fours with the game still in the hard drive that you could, that you could play. But that was one of those games, man, that a lot of people were like, Oh, this is silent Hills is going to be dope. This is PT is so freaking awesome. Blah, 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 blah. And, uh, poof so until this game gets a release date i'm not going to get my hopes up too high 
Yeah. Uh, apparently, Kojima's helping uh, develop the Death Stranding TV show as well. Ooh. So I'm interested to see that. I know, like, Death Stranding wasn't, like, a, um, a blockbuster game for me, but it was interesting. Like, I enjoyed the story as as weird as it was, and the gameplay wasn't that bad. It, I know I see a lot of people saying it was like a walking simulator, which in some ways it was, but you still picked up guns here and there and fought enemies and everything, and I really enjoyed it. So I'm interested to see what the show's about. Yeah, same here. I, I really like Death Stranding, so I hope that that show picks up and uh, does the game some justice. Um, you had some some beef with the Game Awards. What didn't you like about it? What what segments didn't you like? Yeah, man. So I felt the uh, I felt it was very bloated. They had a lot of uh, I didn't care for the performances, right? So we had the one performance for uh, Senua Saga Hellblade Two, and I thought the uh, the presentation of the group that was doing the song was awesome, but I. I kind of find it weird when people perform songs that you're not familiar with. So like, I don't know. I just feel like you can't get into like the music, like you could hear like the beats and stuff and it's like, Oh, okay. But like, you've never heard of this before. So like, why, why am I paying attention to this? So I felt that performance was a little long, you know, and then that went into like the, the new preview for that. Then they had the uh, final fantasy seven rebirth. I guess the, title music or whatever it was yeah showed off gameplay from that i'm like okay and then this kind of took me out of it like out of all of it it was like this uh alan wake 2 yeah uh, like theatrical performance or whatever and i'm just like is this really necessary to have all this shit um (laughs) i i was just like i was really bothered because people up there getting their awards and they're like, uh, I'd like to thank. And then all of a sudden the music starts playing for them to like wrap it up. And in my opinion, I think that's really disrespectful because, you know, these game awards, these are still the new kids on block. You know, it. I don't think it's ever going to get onto the level of like the Oscars, or the Emmys or like whatever. But, you know, there's a lot of developers here that, you know, they, they pour, I don't want to say blood, but they're pouring their sweat and their tears into it. Um it's a lot of hard work and this should be good recognition from them. And Hey man, you know, I really appreciate you guys. Um, I worked real. Oh, uh, okay. Well, thanks. I guess. See ya. I think that's really (laughs) shitty. So get rid of those performances, man. Let people speak a little bit more. Um, some of the guests that they had, uh, like I said earlier, Jordan Peele, when he came out, he just kind of seemed a little confused out of place. Yep. Didn't didn't quite know like what to do. Um, Matthew McConaughey came out. Yeah, uh, that was same, weird. Same same thing. He called it the video game award. Um, <laughs> like he, he he left off the S. So it's yeah. like they they just just paid him money. Hey man, we're gonna give you like fifty grand to show up. You know, talk on the mic a little bit, uh, and that's it. You know, he introduced the game uh, that he's gonna be in. I can't even remember because it just didn't look interesting to me. Yeah. So I, I totally forgot about it. Um, and then they had Gonzo from uh, the Muppets. Yeah. He, he, having like this little like back and forth with Jeff Keeley. And I'm just like, 
bro like what i mean like do, do you have fucking toddlers watching this show right now is that what the, is, is that the demographic you're trying to get well um, that's what's that's what's funny is they'll have gonzo for like kids and stuff and maybe it's supposed to be nostalgic for people our age that watch sesame street or whatever um <clears throat> or whatever the hell show he's from <clears throat> um but then they have these high like classical high class musical um performances and stuff and it's like what what are you trying to do here i got i take from it as i feel like they're trying to be like the oscars or the grammys or something and i feel like not just this but with games in general we're moving away from the risky the uh taking a chance on a new game type thing to a more um corporate i guess um play it safe type industry um oh yeah it, it it is definitely getting super commercialized yeah definitely yes th that's what i that's what i saw out of the game awards it's like it's not meant for just the gamer or whatever like people i feel like when you you turn on the game awards and you see people standing there in three-piece suits and dresses and all this stuff it's like come on i don't care just show me trailers and tell me who won this game of the year I, they could get rid of half of those awards that they gave out. I don't care about them, but yeah. I feel like it's just too much. Yeah, no, definitely. I, uh, I feel like gaming is super mainstream now and they're, they're forcing it to be mainstream with the, the esports and all the other stuff. And you know, that's cool, man. If, if you're into that, Hey, kudos yeah. to you. I, I, I can't stand that shit, man. I, I miss the game awards when they first started. It was like real, like kind of like gritty and like underground and it, it seemed fun. Yeah. And now it's, it just seems like bloated and phony. You know what I mean? Like, Hey, come on sponsors, like sponsor this show so I could do this and that. And yeah, I, me personally, I feel like the video game awards has lost its identity whether it gets back to its roots and goes back to that. I, I don't know if that's going to happen, but I got to be completely honest, man. Next year, I, I, I probably am not going to watch it just because I had such a bad time watching it this year. And the year before I, um, I was kind of getting that, you know, I was like, eh, I don't, I don't really know if I'm, I'm feeling this anymore because it just seems like it's becoming super like commercialized and just, uh, you know, like very corporate heavy, very sponsorship heavy and just, um, yeah, you know, I, I just want like a little underground type, a little, you know, gaming award show. Hey, this is cool that you could talk to your buddies about and not have it be on every single like media stream, media outlet talks about it or whatever. I don't, I don't like that. So, yeah, but again, that's, that's just my opinion. You know, the, the, the people that liked it, you know, I'm glad you liked it. Um, you know, I hope you don't take offense to me not liking it, but that's just how I feel about it. You know, you got to remember, man, I'm, I'm old school, old so school legend, baby. When, when the new stuff comes out, like I'm open to it. But then when I kind of see it, like not be how it used to be, that's when I start backing up and I'm like, yeah, you know, yeah, I could, you know, I could, I could not do with this. We get big enough here on YouTube. Maybe we'll start our own game awards, our yearly game award show. And just keep yeah. it to the basics, to the necessities, and show them how it's done or how it mm -hmm. should be done. At least we could try. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It'd be worth a shot. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and with that, E3 announced that they're actually done with their show every year. Yeah, yeah. That is... Uh, oh, I know it's... Uh, they haven't done it in a few years because of COVID and stuff, but um, yeah, everybody kind of speculated on it, and they officially came out this week and said, yep, we're done. E3 was the one event that I used to look forward to every year. And like, it was always a big deal to me. And what on my bucket list was to go to an E3, man, I'm getting out to LA, wherever it was. I want to, I want to be part of that. And I don't know, like it used to be so good, you know? And again, it was, it was kind of like that whole like underground thing, man. You saw a lot of really good stuff. I, I remember plain as day, man, the, the PS2 announcements, the PS3 announcements, the, uh, the Xbox, the Xbox 360, the PS4, the Xbox one, man, it such a good time, you know, and I know COVID hit and, you know, everything had to go like virtual and all that other stuff. But I think even now, like they, they canceled it because it's just, there's no way to have it the same as it used to be, which is just, it's heartbreaking, man, because like you you know, I've been seeing a lot of clips on Twitter of, you know, hey, E3, you know, 99, this happened. Or, you know, my favorite E3 moment was back in like 2008. So we're not going to get that anymore. And that's, to me, that's sad. Yeah, it sucks. Like, with the age of, with like the state of the internet and YouTube and everything now, all these big developers just want to do their own shows. Like, why pay E3 a couple million dollars for the main stage for 20, 30 minutes when you just do it yourself for free. Yeah. Um, I was thinking though this week and I don't know why I can't remember this. How did we used to watch E3 back in the day? Cause I know it, uh, YouTube wasn't really a thing in the early two thousands. Um, I remember the channel G four, um, on cable. Um, is that how you used to watch it? Is that, was that the only way to watch it? Yeah, so uh, G4 was uh, streaming it. That was like the the one channel that showed it. So once they started showing that, that became televised. And it was like, oh, man, this is this is freaking badass. But yeah. for me, any time before that, you you heard about E3, but then like you had to wait for like the magazines to come out and you read about that. Yeah. So you're like, oh, man, like this, this elect, because it was, uh, the reason it's called E3 is because it's like the, uh, the Electronics Entertainment Expo, I think is what it's called. That's why mm-hmm. they call it E3. So nobody was calling it E3 back then, though. They were calling it the Electronics whatever Expo. So you always waited for like the the new Game Pro or the uh, EGM magazine to come out. And then you could see like all the new stuff that they that they were showing off and they announced. So Dude, G4. That's a video we should do. That's a video we should do. I should go through my game pros I got over there and see if there was any special like E3 coverage in one and just go through that and look at it for nostalgia's sake. One of, uh, I totally forgot about this box, man, but you know, going through all my stuff, I finally unpacked everything in my room and got everything where it needs to be. Um, I've got a banker's box full of strategy guides and Man. just uh, other books that you know, other gaming books that I don't think they, I don't think they sell strategy guides like that anymore. So I, uh, I think I'm going to do a video eventually, just kind of showing everything off. 
because I got the uh, I got the stand for my phone, so I could just you know record like the pages and stuff like that. You know, I was shocked a couple months ago. I was walking around, uh, I think it was Fye in the mall over here, and I found a strategy guide for Tears of the Kingdom. Oh, nice! <laughs> so I picked it up quick with the quickness, um, just simply to have it. I already beat the game at the time, but. I just yeah. couldn't remember the last time I actually saw a strategy guide. So I was like, yeah, give me that. Yeah. There was a point, man, where I had probably over a hundred strategy guides. And at the time when I was moving, you know, young guy over here, it was nothing to fill up boxes with, you know, the magazines and the strategy guides. Like these boxes would be like 400 pounds, Yeah, but I was moving them around. And then it, it just got to a point where I was like, man, I, I need to, I need to get rid of a lot of them because I, I just can't keep carrying them around. And there was a there was a few that I got rid of that I wish I wouldn't have, because at the time I was just like, eh, you know, whatever. Um, the One of the main ones I can remember was I had the original Dino Crisis strategy guide. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's one of the ones that I kind of tossed to the wayside. Oof. That'd be a good one to have nowadays. Yeah, for sure. Man. So what but else? Yeah, man. Speak, what? Speaking of uh, speaking of nowadays, man, we got another uh, some other sad stuff, man. So uh, WWE mm. no longer making DVDs and Blu-rays beginning in 2024. Nah, we're losing so, the battle, old school. I've got a, I got a, I got a decent collection of WWE wrestling DVDs and. Man, this this makes me sad because what's going to end up happening now is the stuff that they have is going to skyrocket. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So anybody listening, man, you're interested in that stuff. Get it. Get it before it's too late. Um, You know, so luckily, anybody who has a VHS or VCR and is into VHS, the wrestling VHS tapes on eBay, that market is still relatively cheap. Um, there are some pretty expensive ones, but for the most part, I mean, you're looking at getting paying like 10 bucks, maybe like eight, 10 bucks. Uh, I think the most I saw was like $69 for one. I can't remember what event it was, but a lot of, uh, a lot of tapes in the $8 range, $10 range, $15 range, $20 range. So I, I would, I would hope that the DVD market, the DVD black market now like stays like that. <laughs> um, but I would imagine people are going to jump on that super, super quick. Uh, I'm fortunate enough to have a few factory sealed. I've got, Ooh. I think it's like Russell, WrestleMania, like 24 or whatever. Nice. Uh, I, I can't remember which one it is, but it's factory sealed. And that bad boy is staying factory sealed. Yeah. I, every time I go to a uh, thrift store or, uh, there's a McKay's in North Carolina. It's like a used book game and movie store and stuff. Um, I'm going to specifically look for all those old WWE, WWF, DVDs, VHS, all that stuff. Um, I'm going to pick them up, start building a library on that, I think, because I don't know. It's so funny how how a, like a collector's mind works is because for the last 20 plus years, I didn't care. I didn't collect whether I was a fan or not, I didn't collect any VHSs or 
WWE DVDs or anything. Um, I have a couple, but I, they were given to me as gifts and stuff. But now that I hear that they're not making them anymore, no new ones are going to come out. I feel like, damn, I got to go get these things. I, I got to get them now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's wild. And you know, the, uh, the 360, uh, the Xbox 360 digital store is closing what in mm-hmm. April, I think. So that there, man, collecting 360 games, those are going to go up in price for sure. God, man. That sucks, dude. It sucks getting older because things change and you don't want them to change. You just want them to stay the same forever. Yeah. Yep. I hear that, man. <laughs> oh, you got anything else? Anything else on your docket you want to talk about? No, that's it. Oh, yeah. The uh, the crew. Ah, that's Talking right. about the, uh, di- the, 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 all, the all digital future, man. So the uh, the crew, it's an online racing game from U- Ubisoft. Uh, it's been delisted from all digital storefronts. So Ubisoft came out and said, hey, the, the servers are going to we're going to keep them online till March 31st of 2024. And then after that, the game is going to be no longer accessible. Um, so it's not even a deal where you could play the game offline or anything. Cause, I mean, it, mm-hmm. it is an online racing game. Um, but yeah, that's it, man. So any money you poured into that is just garbage gone might as well just set it on fire hold a lighter to it and let it blow in the wind so so if you pay if you paid 60 70 whatever dollars for this game it doesn't matter it's not yours you can't you you can't buy it anymore all right you can't play it anymore sorry guys sucks for you i was having a conversation with a couple of buddies on the uh the group chat and um one of my buddies mentioned, I did not, I did not know this. So the disc based games today don't even have the actual game on there. What the disc does, it's just an, un, it's an unlock. It's essentially an unlock key. Everything is technically digital. So, and I, I don't know how true this is. So, you know, if that's bullshit, that <laughs> that's not me saying, I'm just telling you what, what my buddy was saying. Um, so pretty much like if they wanted to get, you know, hey, we don't want you guys being able to play Spider-Man anymore, right? They could just shut that game down. And even though you have the disc, you're not going to be able to access it anymore. Yeah. So what he's saying is pretty much it doesn't matter at this point if you if you collect physical or you collect digital, because it's essentially the same thing at this point. Um, again, don't know how true that is, but if it is, that that really fucking sucks, man. You know, so I've that heard means the that, same thing. So that means that probably like the last true, I guess, quote unquote, physical, physical system would be the, uh, the PS4 and the Xbox one. Yeah. I, I, for that, like, I've heard the same thing that when you, even when you buy a disc, you're just buying a license for the game. You're not, the game's not on the disc. Um, that's why this new generation of games, a PS5 series X, I don't really have a want or need to collect for those systems because I have that thought in the back of my mind. Like, am I even going to be able to play it if they shut it down or something? Um, so that's why I think I, I just stick with the older, like PS4, Xbox one, uh, even the PS3 and Xbox 360, you know, all those games, all the PS3 and Xbox 360, at least are all on the disc. So yeah. if you want to buy physical, buy those. Yeah, for sure. And, uh, you know, especially with the, uh, the 360, man, 
with that storefront closing up, man, those, those game price, those game prices are going to skyrocket. The mm-hmm. same thing happened with the, with the PS three. They, Hey, we're, we're closing down the storefront. As soon as that happened, man, all the PS three games just went pfft, skyrocketed. Damn. That's crazy. And I hate to say this, but I, you know, I, hope there's like a retro game crash in the future or something so like the real collectors that want this stuff can go out and get it for a cheap price and not have to deal with the scalpers that are just buying it up to raise the price and sell it for extreme profit which is ridiculous yeah i i think at this point man that's just a pipe dream because you know we, we've been talking about a retro game crash for probably the past five years now and yeah. it's it you know it's not getting any better at all um, you know, and like the, the whole grading thing now it's, it's getting ridiculous. I think you showed me that, uh, was it you that showed me the photo of somebody who got the, uh, the copy of, uh, super yeah. Mario wonder graded, like, yep. come on, man. Like it's insane. Yeah, it, it's getting ridiculous, man. But you know, that's, that's kind of what happens, man. You know, you, you get into a hobby and then other people are like, Oh, wait a minute. I can make money off that hobby. Let me, let me go ahead and do that. And then for the people that truly do like to collect for their enjoyment and for their collection and stuff like that, you know, that gets ruined for us because somebody decided, Hey, I could, I could go ahead and make money off of this. And then another person decided that. And then, yeah, it's, it sucks, man. Yeah. Oh yeah. But what, what can you do? You can't do anything. You just got to grab the, uh, I was gonna say grab the bull by the horns, but I don't think that works here. <laughs> you just gotta ride yeah. the, ba- ride the train till it hits a dead end somewhere, I guess. I don't know. Yeah. Or just stick with the old school stuff, man. Yeah. Original Nintendo, super yep. Nintendo, Nintendo it, 64. And that's, what's crazy yeah. is if, if we stick together and just don't buy the new stuff until they give us what we want, uh, then they'll have to give us what we want. But with the new generations coming up, people like you and me are, you know, getting less and less every generation that goes by. So at some point we're not going to exist anymore and just going to be a new generation that's just used to all digital stuff and they're not going to care. Yeah. So we got the, uh, we got the end of the year show coming up and I think we're going to be discussing some, some goals for 2024, some collecting goals. So, I think it'll be interesting to to hear your take on some of that stuff as well as my take. And I hear we're going to have a, a special guest as well. Yeah. On the uh, the end of the year show. The He's getting a, uh, a a get out of hell pass. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he he's getting out of hell for the <laughs> next episode. He's uh getting his soul back for one night only to record the end yeah. of the year episode. Um, well, well uh, right. hopefully before Hopefully before he goes back, man, he can get himself a bit of a, a Christmas ham dinner and, uh, you know, because I, I, I hear the food down there sucks. Yeah, just gruel. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes, but it, in case anybody's wondering, Rhino will be joining us on the end of year episode. Uh, he was on the Halloween episode. He was on one or two other episodes uh, before that. Um, so it's going to be a good time. Me, old school Rhino, we're going to recap all the games that we liked over the uh, year of 2023 uh maybe some disappointing games uh or just disappointments in general that came out of 2023 um some things to look forward to in 2024 what our plans are in 2024 and i'm looking forward to it um old school uh appreciate you hanging out with me again and also before i forget uh 
Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio. We're on there. Go like, subscribe, uh, rate us, whatever it is over there that you want to do. Like, subscribe here on YouTube. And old school, appreciate you. And we'll see you next week or whenever the next uh, end of year show comes out. Probably not next week, but the week after, after Christmas. So thanks, everybody, tuning in. We'll see you next week. See ya. Peace.